0: Greetings, and welcome to Episode 7 of Ending the Sexual Dark Age. This show is dedicated to filling the void left by the total lack of practical sex education in modern society, thus turning shame and doubt into confidence and understanding. If this is your first time and you like what you hear, I strongly suggest going back to the beginning and listening to the older episodes. This episode is titled Pleasure Thyself, and I'll be going through all the ins, outs, ups, and downs of masturbation. Ah, smells like the most permeating, dirty little topic I've gone after yet. Everyone likes to get themselves off. Most of us, pretty often. And why not? You never turn yourself down, and you always get it just the way you like it. And get this, you won't even go blind. No hairy palms, either. I'd know by now. My favorite myth is that a guy's dick can actually fall off if he spanks it too much. I guess that's technically possible, but... I can't imagine any scenario in which a guy is actually about to jerk it off without realizing he needs to loosen his grip. Those myths are mostly directed at guys, but I find myself thinking, you know, even if I did go blind, at least I'd still be able to find my cock. We've mythologized everything about sexuality, and this topic is no different. Our top cultural myths include masturbation being immature behavior as if somehow you grow out of getting off and that it's bad for your health. Exactly the opposite, actually. And I'll get to that in a minute. Cultural mythology also says that too much is bad. But you really only get to that point if you're actually rubbing yourself raw. Almost everyone masturbates, and almost everyone admits to it as long as they're, you know, not going to be quoted. And if you don't, you should. Seriously, why wouldn't you? There isn't a single good reason not to take advantage of a few minutes of bliss, all absolutely for free, without drama or complication. And get this. It's good for you in more ways than you probably know. For men and women, regularly scheduled orgasms have a plethora of positive health effects. The most notable go hand in hand with some of the things I've been saying all along. Orgasms relieve stress and keep everything from your heart rate to your blood pressure to your brain chemistry in good working order. It's like regular maintenance of your body, with the lube job optional. Scratching the H is also an excellent treatment for insomnia for both sexes. We've always had the stereotype of a guy rolling over and falling asleep afterwards, but it's not just guys, and there are solid physiological reasons. Orgasms release calming hormones and endorphins, which create the afterglow effect that tends to be much more prevalent for women. It's your body's way of saying, nice work, take a break and relax. Women experiencing real orgasms usually have at least a few minutes in la-la-land afterwards, and I've always found their tendency to be totally unable to form complete sentences to be utterly adorable. A woman who wants to have some involved, serious conversation about world peace or some shit like that immediately after an orgasm was probably faking it. Orgasms also exercise the Kegel muscles, which have a variety of health and sexual benefits that I've discussed before. Overall, if you're not getting off with a playmate, you're actually doing yourself more harm than good if you're not getting yourself off. For all of us, regular dates with Michigan warn off some very serious health problems. I mentioned in episode 4 that waxing the willy helps guys last longer by desensitizing the skin a little, so that's one obvious benefit on the male side. For the same reasons, it can also help control premature ejaculation. What a lot of guys don't know is that the five-knuckle shuffle actually helps prevent prostate cancer. A 2003 Australian study showed that men who got off at least five times a week were one-third less likely to develop prostate cancer. It turns out that keeping the system flushed helps keep your little swimmers rotated and purges cancer-causing chemicals. You know what happens when you get prostate cancer, right? Sometimes your prostate gets removed, which usually causes LDS, or Limp-Dick Syndrome. The establishment likes to call it erectile dysfunction, but for me that term has always conjured images of a crane breaking down on a construction site or something. So, belting the bishop on a daily or near-daily basis will either delay or eliminate the need to have a laser shoved up your ass at some point in the future. Shit really starts selling itself, doesn't it? I bet half the guys listening are eyeing a box of tissues right now. Women actually have more tangible health benefits when it comes to playing the slots. First off, it helps prevent cervical and urinary tract infections, and also helps relieve them if you wind up with one. An orgasm opens the cervix a little and helps flush out bad bacteria so the body can dispose of it. Exploring the bush also builds resistance to coronary heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Seriously, girls, getting off on a regular basis just might be as important for your health as exercise or eating right. And buffing the muffin should be much easier to schedule than dieting. So there you have it. Choosing not to get yourself off on a regular basis is the high-risk behavior. From the standpoint of healthy sexuality, one huge benefit to taking care of yourself is that it allows you to really learn what you enjoy and explore fantasies you might never want to share with anyone else. In those moments when you're all alone with your equipment in hand, you're free to dip a toe into any wacky permutation of sex that your imagination can produce. You've got the freedom to explore whatever might get your juices flowing without worrying about what anyone thinks, if you choose to reject the shame you've been infected with up to this point. You get to look your own sexuality right in the eye, with nobody saying, shame on you. It's all around one of the best things you can do for your body, mind, and spirit. While most people can get on board with the idea of taking things into their own hands when they're single, there's an entirely separate stigma attached to masturbation when you're in a relationship. As with most of our sexual dilemmas, this is the result of the sexual dark age whispering bullshit into our ears. There are those who claim that masturbation destroys relationships and devalues sex with a playmate as if a hand is somehow going to replace a pussy, or a tongue, or a cock, or someone else's hand. I've never met a guy who'd say, oh no thanks baby, I'd rather fuck my fist. I've met women who preferred their vibrators to men, but every single one of them was having terrible sex with a clueless guy who just was not playing to win. No matter how good your relationship might be, odds are your sexual needs and schedules don't line up perfectly. Getting off once a day or more is good for you, but trying to have sex every single day becomes pretty problematic in the long run. There will be times when someone's out of town or dead tired from working a 14-hour day or whatever, but that's no reason to take it out on your playmate by thinking that they shouldn't get off at all just because you're too fucking tired. You should want your playmate to be sexually satisfied and the straight story is that for most of us that means getting off at least once a day or so with help or flying solo. We have urges and desires and being comfortable taking care of them ourselves makes us less likely to look for some random piece of strange to take it out on and that goes for the guys and the girls. A relationship is much more likely to survive things like frequent business trips or military deployments if both people are good at getting themselves off. Enlightened sexuality demands that we want what's best for our playmates, and it's totally counterproductive to want sexual frustration to plague whoever you might be fucking by denying them the most basic release they can provide for themselves. Besides, as I was talking about a few minutes ago, there are actual health issues at stake. We now know that condemning masturbation is like wishing cancer on someone, for fuck's sake. All hail modern medicine. Society teaches us to be intimidated by sexuality in general, so misinformation on the one kind of sex we can all have, whenever we want, is pretty much par for the course. The general sexual insecurity in the modern world leads itself to intimidation when your playmate is taking care of themselves. Is it because you're not satisfying them, because you don't fuck them often enough or well enough? No, no, it really isn't. Life is complicated and demanding, even for those in healthy, fulfilling sexual relationships. We want sex more often than we can possibly make the time for it. And that's okay. But a lot of guys can be intimidated by the thought of a woman gilding her own lily, as if it somehow diminishes them. I'm here to tell you that's backward ass and ridiculous, so if you're one of those guys, you need to get the fuck over it. Five minutes ago, thank you. The more often she gets herself off, the more she'll have sex on the brain. The hornier she'll be overall. The more she'll enjoy getting fucked, the more she'll want to get fucked. Ergo, you'll be getting laid more. There's no reason to be intimidated about getting laid more, now is there? You want her playing Oops, Lost My Finger as often as possible. Some guys are just generally intimidated by dildos and vibrators, so their discomfort with women finger-fucking themselves is more associative than direct. They know those big vibrating plastic dicks are getting action, maybe more than they are. I'm going to save sex toys for another show to cover them properly, but since they're central to steaming the clam for a lot of the girls, I do need to mention them. Every woman on Earth should own at least one vibrator, and guys have no reason to be intimidated by them. The girls definitely like their techno-cocks, but very few consider them an actual replacement for the real thing. Remember that the female sexual experience is much more mental and emotional than it is for men, and they get a great deal of satisfaction from the connection they have with you while you're fucking them. A vibrator gives them a different kind of satisfaction than a cock, and for the great majority of women, it's a substitute. Maybe different but equal, but definitely not a replacement. Most women have been pretty completely indoctrinated to believe that their job is to please their man whether they're getting off or not. We suppress female sexuality from childhood with shame and misinformation. For some women, playing the fuzzy guitar is a way to cope with that brainwashing, or cope with an unfulfilling sexual relationship that they've just resigned themselves to. Regardless, the guy should be aware that women pretty commonly fantasize about whoever they're actually fucking when they're shaking hands with the man in the boat, so even when the rabbit's running, you're probably on her mind. You know the best way to make sure she's thinking of you when she's playing hide the knuckle? Get better at fucking her. Get better at licking her pussy. Make the sex that she has with you into the best sex that she's ever had, and that will be what she wants to think about when she's alone. The simple fact is that regularly scheduled orgasms are healthy for the body, mind, spirit, and relationship, and there are plenty of men and women who masturbate more than once a day. As long as you're not literally rubbing things raw, you're not doing anything to hamper your sex life. If you're flogging the log to the point that you really can't stop yourself, or you literally are doing it till it hurts, or you can't manage to fuck because you're so preoccupied with jerking off, then it is indeed time to find a shrink. But short of that, accepting and managing the will to pleasure thyself is one of the core principles of healthy sexuality. Common sense still applies, of course. I mean, guys shouldn't rub one out a half hour before naked time with their girl. Women, on the other hand, should pet the kitty as often as reasonably possible in support of their overall sexual satisfaction. Guys, if she buries the batteries a half hour before you get her panties off, she's more than ready, and you're probably in for a pretty good ride. Keeping a woman sexually motivated is a little like keeping an engine warmed up. I've talked before about foreplay being critical to the female sexual experience, and that women strongly prefer plenty of warm-up time before sex. The same principle applies in a much broader way to a woman's overall sexuality. All great sex revolves around the female orgasm. A woman's sexual chemistry is all about building momentum, either in the short term or the long term. Short term, that means plenty of foreplay. Playing the long game means encouraging her to be a sexual creature because she's been told the opposite all her life and even encouraging her to masturbate. If you want to have long term great sex with a woman, you want her thinking about sex as often as you do. And in order to feel secure doing that and doing something about it, she needs to know that you're not going to look down on her for whatever gets her off, including and especially using a vibrator. A woman who thinks that you're not secure enough to accept a vibrator isn't going to be very forthcoming with whatever sexual fantasies or interests she might have. Fundamentally, this should be easy, but in practice it is complicated. A given woman's sex drive is just as strong and hungry as a given man's. The difference is the guys aren't taught to be ashamed of their sexuality. Well, if they're straight, they're not taught to be ashamed. That's a detour we don't have time for. It's like the stud-slut hypocrisy, with men being praised for promiscuity and women being shunned. That's a snapshot of society's treatment of female sexuality, the evil, fire-breathing double standard of the sexual dark age. Still, I guarantee you, every time a guy uses slut as a pejorative, a little part of his mind is wondering what his chances are. And when a woman does it, some part of her is jealous. It may be a small part, but it's there. The fact is, women who badger the beaver on a regular basis not only enjoy sex more and initiate sex more often, they enjoy fluffing the kitty more than they would if it were an occasional indulgence. So masturbation pretty much directly translates to better across the whole spectrum of a woman's sexuality. There are also a lot of women, often the same ones who are faking orgasms, who truly believe that the only way they can come is with a vibrator. They believe that because it's what years of disappointing sex have taught them, and it's a very real issue. I'm not talking about women who need clitoral stimulation to come with their guy. I'm talking about women who have literally never had an orgasm with someone else in the room. I have no numbers to share on how common this is, but I can tell you that even one is a fucking tragedy, and there are a fuck of a lot more than one. Most are conditioned not to make a big deal out of it, because they've been conditioned to believe that their sexual satisfaction should take a backseat to every other aspect of life. Now, sex can't be the only thing on your mind. It can't be the only thing that's important to you, but it also can't be never important. It can't never get priority. Take heart, girls. The fact that you may have historically only been able to come alone doesn't mean you're broken, and it doesn't have to be that way forever. Some women have had their sexuality so suppressed and repressed that they've never felt open enough with a man to let themselves go emotionally to the point of release. Literally, every time they have sex, they're full of anxiety from one source or another, and they just can't relax enough. They're victims of the Dark Age in more ways than one, society has repressed them, and the lack of general sexual skill caused by the lack of education pretty much just nails the coffin shut. Guys, if you've got one of these women, you may not even know it, but she needs your help and she needs it fast. Do not confront her. Remember episode three, confronting a woman about fake orgasms makes you a fucking idiot. Just keep playing along at home, focus on learning what she likes and getting better at it, and you'll work the situation out in time. It might be counterintuitive, but what you really need is for her to spend more time with her vibrator. Believe me, it will work out well for you overall. I'll be talking next time about you spending some time with her and her vibrator, which is also an important part of a healthy sex life. We're all taught to be ashamed of masturbation, but nobody can point out an actual good reason to be ashamed of it. We all do it. We try not to picture it vividly with most of the people we interact with. I mean, imagine walking through Walmart and having to picture everyone you pass rubbing one out. Ooh, gives me chills. Blocking out those kinds of thoughts is a defense mechanism that we have in place because we can't wash our brains after imagining something horrible. But don't be fooled by it. On a subconscious level, we all know that everyone does it, whether they admit it or not. Your mom owns at least one vibrator. Deal with it. Still, because we're taught to be ashamed of everything related to sex, getting caught masturbating is a horrifying experience for a lot of people. When you get busted doing something you've been conditioned to believe you shouldn't be doing at all, it's especially stressful. Most of us try to make sure we're only burping the worm or flossing the kitty when we don't expect to be disturbed. Being caught by a parent or roommate is one thing. There's no reason to be ashamed because you have no reason to feel shame about what you're doing, but some embarrassment is certainly perfectly justified, just like it is for some people when someone walks in on them while they're sucking or fucking. Having a playmate walk in while your knuckles are shuffling is simply an example of perfect timing, though. This kind of thing will come much easier as you build sexual confidence. Great sex requires casual sex. I don't mean fucking random people. I mean being casual about sex with whoever you already are fucking. Being casual brings out the quiet cool, and every single person on earth is attracted to the quiet cool. When someone catches someone else fucking their hand, there's always a brief, tense silence. You gotta fill that silence, preferably with something like, Talk about perfect timing. Come over here, baby. Simple, confident, full of implications. Unless the house is on fire or something, it will probably work, but you've got to own shit like that when you're saying it. You've got to deliver the line like it's business as usual. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be hesitant. Just invite your playmate to join you. Step two in this process is to go down on them immediately since you're already warmed up. Then proceed as your preferences dictate. The fact is that we like to watch people masturbate. Female masturbation is a full-blown genre of porn, and male masturbation videos make up a lot of the content on successful porn for women sites. Psst, your playmate has probably masturbated to the thought of you walking in on them while masturbating, then joining in. Just saying. Watching on video is one thing, but being watched in person is where a lot of people feel like they have to draw the line. We're taught to believe it's wrong in the first place, and doing it in front of anyone, even a long-term playmate, can be really challenging. If it's embarrassing enough that it truly does blow your mood, it's counterproductive. But if not, then be aware that your lover would probably enjoy watching once in a while. If you'd like to watch, a good icebreaker is to start the job yourself. Then pull your playmate's hand down there with yours. Then after a couple minutes be all, I'm going to finish taking care of this for you, but I'd really like to just watch for a minute. That's a pretty reasonable request with the promise of an orgasm from you in the immediate future, which is a nice way to softly push boundaries. Just do it for a minute, baby. I just want to watch for a second. Then I'll get my face back down there. From a guy's perspective, watching a woman masturbate is a beautiful thing. You're all laid back, playing with your pussy, moaning on the bed, playing with your nipples. Any aspiring cocksmith is watching exactly what your fingers are doing and learning something about what you like. Girls can do the same thing. You should be using your hands when you're giving head, and watching him stroke it even for a minute or two can give you a good window into how you can do a better job with your hands and mouth. In the interest of thorough coverage of the topic, I should at least mention mutual masturbation. Although it's something that's never particularly appealed to me, intellectually I do see the argument, and a lot of sex therapists recommend it as a low-stress sexual release that still involves your playmate. problem for me is, when I've got a perfectly good woman who likes my cock enough to play with it, I don't see much sense in blowing a load all over myself when there are three perfectly good holes available. Don't get me wrong, being handy is a staple of good foreplay. I just don't see the thrill in finishing the show that way. And now it's time for your next homework assignment. I bet you can guess what this is. There are no exceptions for anyone, as we all have access to the proper equipment this time around. Your assignment, and I really hope you choose to accept it, is to make sure that you get off at least once a day for the next two weeks. Sex counts, oral counts, as do choking the chicken and beating the beaver. If you're not currently getting off daily, I predict that after two weeks, you'll generally feel better about life, the universe, and everything. Orgasms are a fundamental aspect of the human condition, and the body just functions better all around when it's getting them. For extra credit, make sex part of the conversation by asking your playmate if they've ever wanted to watch you take things into your own hands. As always, I invite you to comment anonymously on the post for this assignment at sexualdarkage.com, where you can also see the new masturbation portoglyph. Every time I design another pornoglyph, I have more fun doing it, so look for a lot more of those coming up. I mentioned in episode 6 that I was setting up a voicemail line so that you guys could call in if you're inspired to, and I'm happy to announce that that job is complete. The listener line for Ending the Sexual Dark Age can be reached at 517-376-3116, and for anyone on Skype, my username is JVAltharos with no punctuation. The advice line thing was fun as a bonus episode, and depending on the types of questions and feedback I can continue to get from you guys, I'm probably going to do more of that. So if you've got an advice request type of question, feel free to call in and I'll get to as many as I can on future shows. And of course, feel free to call in with any feedback, rantings, ravings, or tirades that you may want to direct at me. If you'd rather not have your message and or voice played on the show, just let me know. I can still address whatever you're asking about without playing your message. I've gotten a ton of great listener feedback so far, as well as some elevated discussion on Facebook and SexualDarkAge.com, and I'd love to have more of it. It's awesome to have intelligent, deep-thinking listeners, and as always, I want you to be a part of the conversation. So now you can call completely anonymously, post completely anonymously, or send me an email to jvaltheross at gmail.com. And once again, we have Shara joining us to give a female perspective on the topic of the day, which happens to be masturbation. How you doing today, baby?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm doing pretty well. So, today we're talking about masturbation.
1: One of my favorites.
0: Oh, I know it's one of your favorites. (laughs) Uh, Okay,
1: don't make me blush even though it's radio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too late and I like to watch it. How often do you masturbate? Often. Well, you you got (laughs) to give the listeners something a little better than often. All right. How many times a day?
1: Well, do I tell the truth?
0: Yes, you tell the truth.
1: Okay, well, sometimes I lose count, but... Probably at least six times a day.
0: At least six times. Isn't that encouraging? It's
1: fun.
0: I want to ask you a few questions. I just for for the sake of the audience understanding what's going on here. Ashara has not been with me to record the whole episode. I recorded most of it while she wasn't here, and then she stopped in to join me. So she hasn't heard most of what you have. Um, As far as your relationship with masturbation, uh, how would you rate it now uh, compared to, for example, when you were a teenager? Or uh, or especially, you know, do you masturbate more now than you did before you met me?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's because you taught me to really enjoy who I am. And uh, I remember, now that you're asking me this question, masturbating at a very early age. Never really thought about it before until just this moment. How early? <laughs> very early. Four years
0: old, Be- running down the banister on purpose or
1: something? <laughs> well, I didn't have a banister, so... I, uh, oh wait, yes, I did in the basement now that I think about it, but it was not convenient. So, uh, I was older than four, I think, but I was very young. Uh, now that I think about it, I was probably unbelievable to me now that I'm thinking about this, eight or nine years old.
0: Now, did you grow up in like an anti-masturbation environment like a lot of people do?
1: Yes. And when I listen to, uh, certain politicians talk about how masturbation is, uh, Oh, you know, like a sin and things like that. I'm, I'm like...
0: By politicians, of course, you mean Christine O'Donnell, Republican <laughs> candidate for Senate in Delaware?
1: Yes, okay. absolutely. Just,
0: Just for the purpose of clarity. <laughs>
1: just for the purpose of clarity. Okay. <laughs> so I have to laugh because I just can't imagine somebody sitting at home all alone even and not masturbating at least once a day. I just can't imagine it.
0: Okay. Now, how would you compare like your masturbation habits before me to what they are now?
1: Well, um I'm trying to think. I, I I just I find myself to be more at ease with who I am. I think that part of your uh shame game that you talk about, the shame uh part of your shows is a is a perfect illustration of how some women may feel about masturbating. Um one thing I'm still uncomfortable with, as you know, is masturbating in front of you. It's something that uh I still get shy and embarrassed to do, but when you're not around, oh boy, watch out.
0: For the record, I can get her to do it in front of me, but I got to get her warmed up pretty well first.
1: <laughs> there foam you go her again. into a
0: little bit of a lather, then turn her loose on herself.
1: <laughs> there you go again, making me blush on radio. Um, but now I have a lot more uh, self-confidence in myself and the enjoyment of, of doing it. I just can't imagine you know, somebody not really enjoying themselves and how could you not masturbate? It's like one of the funnest things to do.
0: Now, uh, in, uh, for the education of some of the guys out there, because uh, guys don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about what women are thinking about when they masturbate. Um, does watching porn of guys jerking off turn you on? Do you like to see guys jerking off?
1: Um, I don't. I, you know what? Most of the porn that I watch usually has more to do with uh, a woman uh, giving a blowjob more than okay. anything else and that turns me on to watch
0: and that the turns guy me come. on that that turns you on that's a fucking <laughs> magical thing
1: <laughs> that is yes everybody
0: my girl <laughs> watches other women sucking dick to right. get turned on
1: <laughs> fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> it is fun to watch and uh so and then i enjoy watching the guy come uh after she's given you know a blowjob to him i i like to watch that so i, I I never really paid attention to that, but I think that one of the important things uh, is if a man can get the woman to feel comfortable doing masturbation in front of him um, would be something that I think is one of those things that's great to overcome because it's one of the things that is so enjoyable that if you can, you know, do it in front of the guy, it's great. But although I do love being by myself and coming and coming and coming and coming.
0: In your experience with other guys, do you find that a lot of guys are intimidated by female masturbation?
1: Intimidated or not comfortable with it. Um, I remember a friend of mine, uh, she was married and um, she wanted to play in front of her husband and, and play with the toys and things like that. He was not comfortable with it. So, and I don't understand why Well, so
0: he, so he was all, no baby, put that fake dick away, I don't <laughs> want to watch?
1: Exactly. Oh. Yes, he was. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy because you know what? Really, honestly, it's something that I think, uh, to watch a woman, uh, coming and to know what that feeling is inside uh, that the woman is feeling, it's unbelievable. So you're,
0: you're saying you just might enjoy watching women come even more than I do.
1: Uh, I think that that would be a yes. (laughs) I think that you would enjoy watching me watch another woman coming.
0: Well, I I do and I have. Yeah, that's no secret. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun. All right, now, is there anything, this is, you got your carte blanche, is there anything that you want to say to the audience regarding the topic of masturbation?
1: I want to say that if you don't do it at least once a day, you should, because it would start your day off right if you wake up in the morning and you masturbate and... The rest of your day goes really well. Even if you're having a bad day, then you come home and you masturbate again. or go to the office and close the door. I'm lucky in that aspect, but anyway, <laughs>
0: being that you have an office with the door that close <laughs> and, and locks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's one of those things that I think uh, your poem that you uh, did that I had the privilege of, of reading before you um, before we did the show. Probably says it all. The relationship with masturbation is a, a very uh, solid one that you can have, and, and if you don't have it, I recommend that you enjoy the masturbation, because you know what? If he leaves or she leaves, uh, you still have that tool to use, and it gets you through a lot.
0: Well, and as I said at the top of the show, you never turn yourself down, and you always get it exactly the way you like it.
1: <laughs> very true. Very true.
0: <laughs> okay, so, now, uh, we're, I'm going to be, the next show is going to be on sex toys. So we're going to spend a lot more time talking about sex toys, which I know is a topic that you've got plenty to say on. Um, but just as uh, as a little bit of a preview, uh, how many dildos and vibrators would you say that you own?
1: Oh my goodness! You mean now?
0: I, and I'm not talking about like you know vibrating shavers and, and miscellaneous <laughs> sex toys that weren't necessarily intended to be sex toys. How many bonafide fake dicks do you own? <laughs>
1: Uh, I kind of lost count because some of them die Ball off because they get used me. to.
0: I don't care. You, uh, oh, probably well, fifty. Fifty. I I don't think you have quite that many. Oh, I, <laughs> really? Yes.
1: Uh, I don't. I mean, the,
0: wait, no, 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 no. Hang on a second. Well, Where's wait. the stash?
1: <laughs> That's my secret. That's that you know whole. Uh, all right well
0: see i even i get to learn something new on the show sometimes (laughs) fuck
1: well i mean that's counting the ones that didn't survive you know because of too much use
0: (laughs) (laughs) batteries burning out and whatnot you know plastic shells melting from the extreme vibrations
1: but you you will have to share the story about the time that you helped somebody save theirs remember that with the batteries Oh no! You that actually concocted what, it, you concocted one or something.
0: Well, no, actually, I was well. That that's a story for the sex toy show. Okay. But I, I kind of did the opposite of saving it. It was a practical. Oh, joke. you
1: were that's right. You were evil yeah. I, I kind
0: of supercharged it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that for you. can
1: supercharge one of mine if you like. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, it's only going to last a couple of minutes.
1: Uh, anyway, but I do think that we should go out and get me some new toys before the next show, so that I could try out a couple of different things and. Give my opinion on them.
0: You want to go dildo shopping, baby? I
1: think we should. Say please. Please. Please what? Please master.
0: Please master what?
1: Please master. Take me dildo shopping. You got it, baby. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Now, before I wrap up, I'd like to share what I believe is some pretty cool news. The show has passed its first big milestone at 10,000 downloads, over 11,000 at this point actually, and episode 6 pushed me into the top 10 on iTunes in the sexuality category for a couple of days, with every single past episode showing up in the top 200. It's really exciting to have this kind of success so quickly, and it's all because of you guys. I've had listeners asking me on Facebook unsolicited what they can do to help promote the show and quite a few literally telling everyone they know that they absolutely have to listen. I can't even express how much I appreciate all the assistance in getting the word out, and I'll take every bit of help that I can get. It'll take a whole lot more like you guys to actually end the Sexual Dark Age, but we are off to a running start. SexualDarkAge.com has links to Facebook and Twitter if you'd like to find me there, and good ratings and reviews on iTunes are a huge help in bumping the show's rankings. With the listener line now set up, and that number again is 517-376-3116, I'm hoping to start hearing more back from you, so feel free to call, email, or post anonymously on the website with requests, questions, or comments. When I was prepping this episode, I pulled up a few websites with masturbation slang, and I ended up being inspired to write a bit of poetry in celebration of taking matters into your own hands. So, in closing for this episode, this be me, J.V. Althuras, leaving you with a poem which I dedicate to all of you, so-called Pleasure Thyself. Guys like cleaning the snorkel and wanking the crank, or giving that naughty old monkey a spank, belting the bishop, beating their meat, sometimes booby-trapping the toilet seat, buffing the helmet, hoisting the jewels, choking the chicken, or cleaning the tools, or making the time and having the patience for a rousing round of prostate maintenance. It's called jerkin' the gherkin, punchin' the munchkin, or a chance to re re rumple foreskin. Don't try to stop it or get in the way, cause we all like to get off at least once a day. Girls all do it too, though they may not admit just how often their fingers are splitting their slits. Many evenings spent tiptoeing through the two lips and doing the vanishing finger trick. Sweeping the chimney or playing the slots, making sure Kitty gets all of her shots. Still, if they want to keep everything greased, it takes time each day spent in cleaning the crease. The fuzzy guitar needs you playing a song with batteries buried right where they belong. So close your eyes, girls, and repeat after me. Then spend some time strumming that big open C. If you're new, I'm quite sure you can finger it out. We can all call it wanking or rubbing one out, but there's always a reason to badger the witness as a simple matter of health and fitness. From waxing the willy to glazing the bum, the job might be sticky, but it's gotta get done. How can any fool claim not to love masturbation? It's life's only fucking with no complications. If you're still not sure if you quite understand, get a second opinion from your other hand. Have fun, guys. See you next time.